the most connected man in Washington. WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 955 and AM 750. WSB. We are America. One voice united we stand. And to all of the naysayers. And to all of those that would like to destroy the future of the greatest country in the world, our message to them is the same as my grandfather's. Them that's going, get on the wagon. Them that ain't, get out of the way. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts. Because we want you to be better informed to help make a better America. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Kane and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey there, Herman. How you doing today, buddy? Great. So, has the administration filed this appeal yet on the immigration executive action issue? Not as yet. We are expecting them to do exactly that, to go above this federal judge in uh, the Southern District of Texas, who very early this morning put out a a temporary injunction. It's not a ruling on the merits of the executive actions by the president, but the judge found that at least the state of Texas, of the 26 different states that have filed a lawsuit against the feds to block these executive actions, at least the state of Texas has satisfied all the necessary elements, as the judge puts it, to maintain a lawsuit and obtain a temporary injunction. So the judge gave that. It, It obviously would put on hold the administration's executive actions on immigration that would allow some four or four plus million people to stay in the U.S. who are here illegally and not have to worry about being deported. This would apply both to the, the, the DAPA program, that is the deferral for the parents who are here, and also for the expansion of the DACA program, the Deferred Action for the Children, but not the original one that was done back in 2012. It just sort of begins the legal wrangling more than anything else. Again, Herman, I want to stress, this does not address the merits of the case. But it's still a big deal for Republicans, because it does, it shows that a judge, albeit uh, an appointee of George W. Bush, Democrats will quickly point out, but a judge has put this program on hold. I would fully expect the administration to move swiftly on this, mainly because uh, what on uh, tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow, the 18th, the uh, the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services is supposed to start accepting requests for the expanded DACA program as they get into the, uh, the, the meat of implementing the president's executive actions on immigration. The reaction, Herman, has been, as you might expect, along party lines. Democrats all but saying that this judge doesn't know his uh, anything about uh, you know the legal system. Shocker! And then Republicans hailing it as you know the proper response. So, you know, is it one of those things that will get wrapped up quickly? I don't believe so. No. Is it one of those things that could go all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court? Yeah, that's a possibility. Uh, but we'll just have to wait and see. But this was one judge issuing a hold that you can't go forward, but hasn't actually, you know, been presented at a trial. So when you say go above that, will they go directly to the Court of Appeals? I would assume they'd go to the Court of Appeals, yeah. Uh, and I, So okay. they, they could do that and try to get uh, a stay to that judge's order. 
or you never know. I mean, they could run into difficulties as they move forward trying to uh, stop this uh, this order by this judge. Obviously, it comes uh, at the same time that we're having all the back and forth in the Congress about the, the whole issue of funding the Department of Homeland Security and whether or not there should be money in the budget or money allowed to implement the president's executive actions. Congress is gone this week, so we're not going to have any movement forward on that. And when they come back next week, then everybody will start yelling and screaming about, you know, which way we go on that. That funding deadline is the 27th, which right. is one week from Friday. Yeah, that yeah, doesn't doesn't appear that even though they are not there, it doesn't appear as if anybody's budging on that right you now. You know, yeah, I don't think so. I, I tend to think that we're probably going to see a shutdown of DHS. But remember, it's something. I think it's like eighty-seven percent of the workers are considered to be essential at the Department of Homeland Security, and so they would have to keep working, but they wouldn't be paid, obviously, in the meantime while uh, a shutdown was underway. But uh, you know. I, I don't see anybody backing off right now. Democrats are still blocking the bill in the Senate. Obviously, they have the right to do that, but uh, Republicans certainly can say that they've got the high ground by pointing out that the Democrats aren't even allowing this bill to come to the floor. And it may well be that that might be part of the resolution here, is that Democrats are going to have to at least let the bill come up, and then Senate Republicans will allow some votes then. I mean, uh, frankly, I think there are the votes in the Senate to defeat the provisions on the exp- on, uh, the, that are in the bill on the DACA program, the Deferred Action for Children. I don't think that the, the Republicans are united on that at all. And I think if the Democrats allowed the bill to come to the floor, that provision could be struck out of the bill. I'm not so sure about the other provision. I mean, it's entirely possible that the Democrats could even allow that bill to come to the floor, Herman, and the Senate could vote to strip out both of those provisions that the Democrats don't like. But the Republican bill that came out of the House, they didn't cut off funding for the rest of the uh, Homeland Security. It was just restrictions on that piece, right? Yeah, it was just uh, the two different things. One on the uh, the deferred action for the people who have been here illegally, about four to five million. The other one, the expansion of the deferred action for children, the DACA program. As I was saying, I think the, the DACA, there's probably not 50 votes for that in the Senate. And the other one, I don't know. Uh, there's been a couple of uh, Republicans who said that they don't think that this is the right move. And, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past if the Democrats allowed the bill to come up and allowed the votes on amendments to strip out those provisions. They might actually win on the floor of the Senate. Right. Gotcha. Now, when Congress is out like this and, you know, Ryan says uh, we had an article yesterday where he was saying that they are going to look at tax reform. Are some of the members actually still in town working uh, on committee stuff and this sort of thing? Or is everybody essentially gone? I would say 99 percent of them are gone. And with the snowstorm we had last night, this place isn't even working today. The the, uh, the federal government offices are essentially closed today as well as the Congress. 50 inches of snow? Uh, We had four to six (laughs) inches of snow. As a guy who grew up in Chicago and Detroit, I'm just like, really? It it actually makes for a great commute for me. I just drive down the street and there's nobody on the road, so I don't don't have to worry about any other crazy drivers uh, crashing into me. But it is a little odd to be driving. Uh, Yeah, my neighborhood, it was a little dicey getting out of there. But once I hit the main drag just down the hill... Um, it was all pavement, so it wasn't exactly a tough one. So, no, uh, you know, when lawmakers go home, they make a big deal, and their their press secretaries always make a big deal about how they're doing a lot of work in the district. Some of them do, frankly. Some of them have a lot of town hall meetings. Some of them do a lot of uh, meet-and-greet stuff. But judging from their Twitter feeds and from their press releases and more, some of them aren't. And so um, my argument always is when you're not here in D.C., 
Yeah, I know you're back home talking to people and everything, but you're not exactly holding hearings and more. And if there's one thing that's awful clear about uh, the situation right now with the federal government, it's this, Herman. The, uh, the, the legislative branch is just too small to keep uh, an adequate tab on the, the workings of the executive branch. They don't need to be giving up too many days and not doing anything with them. They need to be having as many hearings as they possibly can. Yeah. I mean, you know, last week is a good example. Remember that great story I did about that hearing about the IRS seizing the money yeah. from those small businesses? Yes. You know, you can hold as many hearings as you want, but then you've got to translate that either into legislation or some kind of you got to really put the heat on the agency to change its ways. And so it's, yeah, the, it, you know, it's a little more than just doing sort of showboating and having your hearing. you got to then take the next step to actually do something legislatively with that. And, you know, you and I could hold a lot of hearings and bring attention to a lot of things, but taking that next step to actually doing something, that's, you know, that's a whole different story. And that was a report yesterday... This is getting relative. This is relative to the VA, where they claim that there was a bunch of firings, but in reality there weren't that many firings because some people were demoted, some people retired early. What have you heard on that? Oh yeah, yeah, that's been a continuing story. There's a number of lawmakers in both parties who are really not pleased with the implementation of the VA reform law from last year. In fact, uh, last week at a hearing, the VA chief was uh, being. Uh, jabbed at by this one Republican congressman, a guy named Bruce, I think, is it Kaufman? I can't think of his first name. I'll tell my head. Congressman Kaufman from Colorado. And uh, the VA secretary had a little chip on his shoulder and said something to the effect of, well, what have you ever done? Uh, you know, have you ever run a business? And then this guy, as I remember, he'd served in the military. He started his own small businesses and more. And so, yeah, there's some bad blood there between lawmakers in both parties, in both the House and Senate and the VA administration, because they feel like that they're, uh, in a sense, letting some of these people off easy by allowing them to retire and more and not really yeah, coming down right. hard and firing people as they think should be done. It's also a reminder, and again, this dovetails with what I just talked about. There are so many examples in the federal government of where it's difficult to move people out. We always joke in this town, you could murder somebody as a federal employee, and you might not be fired for that offense. Uh, we'll, the test is there for Republicans. They run both the House and Senate. They have the chance to change some of these practices and pass laws, or at least try to pass laws. You know, We'll see whether or not they get to it. I, I mean, the opportunity is there for them on all sorts of fronts right now in terms of oversight and in terms of dealing with the legislative branch. Right. Will they take that opportunity? You know, I, I hear Republicans in recent years complain about the overreach of different agencies. And the question I often want to ask is, well, when you were in charge and the Bush administration was in power, what did you do then? And the answer is probably not much, and I don't mean that in a mean way. It's just that there's only so much they can focus on, and we tend to only look. It's like our families. We only get down to work on something when it becomes a crisis. Yes, and there are a lot of crises that they are tussling with yeah, right now. Yeah, exactly. Well, Jamie, thanks a lot, man, and 
Have a dig. Uh, don't get stuck at, stuck in the snow, Jamie. I don't think I'm going to be stuck at all. No, I think my wife is the one who's stuck because the kids got another day off from school, so she's oh. probably dealing with them over at the uh, the sledding hill right now. If you want more, in fact, Herman, I wanted to say if you want to read that ad, the ruling, the temporary injunction by the judge in Texas yes. on that immigration issue, you can go to my blog at jamiedupree.com and you can download the whole thing. I know most people won't want to read it, but I think it's an interesting thing just for background and to learn a little more about the subject. Very good. Thanks, See, Jamie. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. Herman Cain, Herman Cain is in the solutions business. Credible, experienced, engaging. He's close to the people. He's inspirational. He is a realist. Solutions for a better America. Coming up, rapid fire. 877-310-2100. And you get a minute and I get a minute. 